the Youth Workshop Podcast, episode number 11. Hello everyone, it's me here, Luke, of course. Um, to mark my birthday, which was on the 1st of March, I'm giving all my listeners a free copy of my book, On Your Marks, A Beginner's Guide to Youth Ministry. Head to www.theyouthworkshop.com forward slash marchbaby. That's www.theyouthworkshop.com forward slash marchbaby. A successful youth ministry or a youth ministry that's functioning well is only needs to connect with one young person, but it needs to connect with one young person really, really well. You bring the passion. We bring the knowledge. Learn from the most creative, innovative and experienced youth experts across the globe. Are you ready to take your youth ministry to the next level? If the answer is yes, you are in the right place. The Youth Workshop, the podcast. Here's your host, Luke White. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Youth Workshop. I'm so happy, I'm overjoyed, in fact, to welcome our special guest today, Dan Crouch. Now, Dan is a youth worker in Canesham and an MA student with the Institute for Children, Youth and Mission. Dan is also a trustee of the SOFIA Network, which is the network that exists to champion the full equality of men and women in the church. Dan is the man with the master plan, and it's awesome to be speaking with him today. So, Dan, why don't you kick us off by telling us a little bit more about yourself? Okay, uh, well, thanks, Luke. It's great to be uh, joining you and and everyone that's listening to the podcast uh, today. Um, Yeah, um, you've you've covered quite a lot of it, really. Um, I am a youth worker in the the town of Canesham. which is uh, between Bristol and Bath in the southwest of, of, of England. Yeah, we um, all know where that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, okay. Um, I'll believe you. Um, I've, I've lived in Canesham all my life, um, so born and bred here. Um, and I've been youth worker um, at the Anglican Church now for um, nearly 10 years, since um, September 2005. So this autumn, I'll be looking at my 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. So, uh, yeah. so so tell us, what was the moment or the specific event when you decided that you wanted to make a difference in the lives of young people all those, those what, n- nearly 10 years ago? Yeah, um, well, it was, it was quite amazing, really. Um, so as, as I said, I've been born and bred in Canesham, um, kind of did the whole kind of um, schooling and sick form study here. Um, and then I tried um, to uh, go for a degree in psychology. Um, at the University of the West of England and um, in 2005 I came out of that and uh, I hadn't actually managed to pass my degree um, which was which was kind of a real low point um, but um, there was an opportunity then to uh, to go on a, on a short-term mission trip to a, a link parish that our church has in Zambia to a little town called Fawila, um which is, is probably as familiar to your listeners as Cainfrey's <laughs> Um, and, and to be honest with you, I, I, I kind of went there and I was like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, you know, let's give this a go. And, um, I, I had a really, really profound experience of God there. I had the, the, I, I heard the audible voice of God for the one and only time that I could ever say I've heard the audible voice of God, um, while I was out there, which was kind of like a really shaping moment, but also quite a terrifying moment. And um, <laughs> yeah, but but what God said to me was, you can see the the life in the eyes of the children and young people out here in in Zambia. I want you to go home and find that life, that same life in the eyes of young people in the UK. 
and God was saying to me, it's there, it's there, it's just hidden. You need to search a little bit harder. And so I, I came back and I was still in that kind of predicament about what to do. And um, there was a local authority youth work job up for grabs, um, which was just sessional work. So it was only seven hours a week. Um, but I did that and I kind of, I just really got on well with it. And then the church here were looking at employing a youth worker and um, kind of discerning whether they needed one. I, I was discerning whether I wanted to be one. Um, and yeah, that was nine and a half, nearly 10 years ago now. So um, it was quite a p powerful and specific moment that I can kind of lean back on when the going gets tough. That is awesome. And thank you, because in this podcast, we really like to dig right down to those specific moments. And you've painted that picture so well. I can see there underneath the starry sky in Zambia. And wow, what a profound experience. Yeah, it's just amazing. Okay, then. So while you were going through all of this kind of this upheaval, the disappointment of not passing your degree and not really sure you know, where to go. Well, did you have maybe a favourite piece of scripture or a story in the Bible or something that helped to keep you on track and to comfort you in this low time in your life? Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's a bit in um, the, the fifth chapter of, of Thessalonians that, um, that I've kind of clung to, um, which is, uh, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. And, and you know, I think so much of... Um, of youth ministry is about encouraging each other, encouraging young people and building us up. Our world knocks us down. Our world tells us, you know, the world was telling me when I started out that I was a failure, that I hadn't succeeded. And, um, you know, actually the church and, and, and Christians at that time were, were there around me actually saying, no, actually you are good. You can do something. You're not a failure. Um, and so that, that's one that's kind of, um, journeyed with me me from that point but but kind of thinking perhaps a little bit more in terms of youth work there's a great verse in um psalm 78 psalm 78 verse 4 says we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the lord his power and the wonders he has done and i think if if there was a verse that was kind of there to describe youth work and youth ministry for us then then that's it isn't it that that is it read that again for us i like that it's, it's Psalm 78, verse 4. It says, We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. I, I think you probably, yeah, I think you've summed up youth ministry in one awesome verse. That is that is powerful stuff. So that has helped to shape your approach, would you say, to youth ministry? Oh, definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, and, and I think... You know, I've, I've been involved in it for long enough now to realise that what it looks for groups of young people looks different. But actually the message, the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, the fact that God is powerful and he's done some amazing things in my life, um, in their lives and in the lives of everybody that we read about in the scriptures. You know, it's just something that underpins everything that we do. Love it. Okay, Dan, we're going to change gears ever so slightly now. And we're going to look at the biggest challenge that you have faced in your work with young people. That's, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> the biggest challenge. I mean, youth work is full of challenges, as anybody that's done it for five minutes knows, never mind someone that's done it for a while. Yeah. Um, but, but I think one of, the, one of the really tricky things um, that I found is, is kind of balancing discipleship and evangelism. So, you know, that, that need for to, to be equipping young people with the basic skills and, and knowledge of of the, the scriptures and, and to see them growing as disciples when they've made that commitment to Christ. 
but balancing that with the need to be reaching outwards and and sharing the gospel message with those who haven't heard it before. And um, I, I can remember one of my first groups of young people that I worked with, there were about 15 of them and they were a really tight group and they were great. They were sort of your youth workers dream as a group, if you like, because they were always there. They were consistent. You just had to send a text to one of them and you knew that 12 of them would be there. Um, but the problem with that particular group was they, they were a great bunch of group. They'd gone on to be, you know, there's some great adult Christians that have come out of that group. But they they had a really hard edge. They didn't have a soft edge. So we'd have people kind of coming along and trying out our youth stuff. And they'd, they'd find that they couldn't kind of get into the group because the group was so tight. And so I, I think actually one of the key things that we, we kind of understand, and as that group of young people grew, they grew to understand, is that as 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 our understanding of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a, a follower of Christ grows, actually we realise that we've got to share that message with others. And so there's something about kind of that nurturing, that discipleship, that spiritual maturity in young people that means that discipleship, well, evangelism is is ultimately, you know, an expression of their growing discipleship. Right, right. Uh, I get you. Because that is a definitely a tension, as you say. I remember my time in as a youth leader in a local church, and it's kind of a constant conversation, you know, in reach, outreach, how... How do you how do you balance that? So how do you balance it now? How do you find the the middle way? That's a great follow up question. I, I think it's um I, I think it's about kind of being aware of, of of where you are. And I mean again, this is where kind of being in the same place and the same post for a period of time has massively helped me. But there are times and seasons, and and I think that you know there there are opportunities um when a when a youth group is big that you can do particular things you can you can um offer particular activities when it's smaller perhaps you know you you're kind of doing more one to one small group type of stuff but ultimately it's it's about how we equip our young people to share their faith with their friends because the bottom line is there's there's one of me and there's you know fifteen of them. And and they're mixing with their mates, you know, they're online playing games or, or on Twitter, on Facebook, um, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff with their mates all the time. So it's about how do, how do we help them to be distinctively Christian? How do we help them to to kind of be the evangelists? And I think the problem I had kind of when I was first starting out was I was trying to be the discipler, the evangelist, the, you know, everything to everyone. And um and I wasn't relying enough on God, that's for sure. Um, I rely a lot more on him now. Um, but also I wasn't trusting the young people enough. That probably links us in. Uh, I've got a feeling you might mention this for your answer to, to the next question then. When, you, when you're going to tell us your best piece of advice that you'd like to tell our youth workers, if you could just share one thing that you've learned from your experience so far, what, what would it be? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> You, you learn something every day in this in this role, as as you and um, your listeners will know. But if if I was if I could say one thing to people that are listening, I'd want to get them to imagine that I'm looking them in the eye and to just to say, just keep going. You are making a difference, and there'll be times when you feel like you're making no difference whatsoever, but you you are having an Im- impact. Just a couple of weeks ago, I bumped into um, a young person um, that I'd worked with when I first started out in youth work 10 years ago. So they must have been kind of in their mid-20s. They were in a a local local pub. And um, 
they came over across to the table where I was sat with my wife and a few friends. And they said, are you Dan who used to work at the youth centre? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, thinking, what's coming next? Because, I mean, he gave me a real runaround when he was 14, 15. And um, he said, are you still doing youth work? And I said, yeah, I am. And he said, that is really good. He said, you know, you've just, you've made such a difference to my life. I look back on that time and it just changed me. And and to look at him and his behaviour then, you know, you, you just, you wouldn't even have thought that I'd made even the slightest bit of impact. He was, you know, running around, causing a riot, you know, going crazy. But, you know, looking back on it um, years down the line, um, they, you know, that's a real blessing to me to have that opportunity for someone to kind of make a beeline for me and, and to share that. And I think that's not always the case for people that are in youth work. Often people kind of move on quickly or they're, they're not in a geographical place for long enough to hear that. But those stories will be there for everybody. Anybody that has ever been involved in youth work, anybody that's ever invested in a young person will have made an impact in, on their life. That resonates with me as well, because that young man, that, that really does sound a little bit like a young Luke White. I was a terror, I think. Compared to others, you know, it's all relative. It's all relative. I still keep in contact with a couple of the youth workers who were influential in my life. And, you know, whenever I can, I shoot them a quick email. I mean, they are so busy as they've moved on in their, their ministry as well. But it is just for me to, to think about the effect that they had on my life is really is profound. Um, and to think that they've had that on so many other young people's lives and, and they don't ask for anything in return. You didn't turn to him and say, do you know what, mate? Thanks, now get me a pint. You don't yeah. expect anything back. That's what I do appreciate so much about the youth workers and I guess is the inspiration for why I do what I do now is to think that people really did give their time, their effort, their energy. Couldn't have offered them a bag of sweets, let alone anything else, you know? So, wow, really powerful story. Thanks for sharing that, Dan. Okay, so this question, I love answering this question because it you get such a varied amount of answers, but what's the biggest mistake you have made in working with young people and what did you learn from it? Okay, um, I mean, how long have we got here? Because um, the mistakes kind of seem to stack up much more uh, prominently in the mind than, than the successes, if there were any of those. Yep. Um, but um, I, I think a key lesson that, that I've learned is, um, is, is focusing on how many young people you've got there rather than who is actually there. And um, I remember, I, I I cringe when I look back on it and I think about it, but I can remember asking a young person when they turned up to a, to a, to a youth session, you know, oh, and, and where are your mates? <laughs> and, um, you know, that did absolutely nothing to validate them as an important person, a member of the group, mm. or that I was actually interested in them. And, and, you know, and I was one of these youth workers who for a while would, would kind of go, that, well, you know, youth work, it's not about the numbers. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, it's all about relationships. Um, and I passionately believe that. I still believe that. But, but when, when my group shrank a little bit and, it, you know, went from kind of double figures to single figures for a while, it became a lot harder to kind of do that whole, well, numbers don't work, don't matter. You know, it's all about the relationships. But actually, the, the, the bottom line is that it is all about the relationships, so I think we can fall into that trap of thinking, you know, well, success is, I don't know, a youth ministry that's connecting with 50 young people or even 25 young people. We're actually a successful youth ministry or a youth ministry that's functioning well is only needs to connect with one young person, but it needs to connect with one young person really, really well. 
rather than connecting with one young person while looking over their shoulder, trying to work out where the other half a dozen from their group are. Back in 2010, when I was a youth leader, I searched the internet for great ideas and fantastic resources. Some were awesome and some were rubbish. Enter the Youth Work Summit, a place where youth leaders come to be inspired and share the big ideas and great work that is happening in Christian youth ministry. Grab your tickets at www.youthworksummit.com. That's www.youthworksummit.com. I'll be there. See you soon. Is your youth leader amazing? Have you noticed how she goes the extra mile for your church? If the answer is yes, why not nominate them for a Christian Youth Work Award? Actors have the Oscars, singers have the Grammys, youth leaders have the Christian Youth Work Awards. My book, On Your Marks, was nominee and runner-up for an award last year. We didn't win, but my mum thinks I'm a winner anyway, so that's okay. Nominations haven't opened yet for this year, but why not get prepared by heading to www.youthworkawards.co.uk. That's www.youthworkawards.co.uk for more information. The numbers game. Oh gosh, it's so hard to avoid. You know, you talk about that one, that one young person that you connect with. And when I sit down to do these interviews, I kind of have a clear vision in my mind of the, the ideal listener. For me, it's a young person who is, let's call, let's call her Sandra. And Sandra is on her way to, to work. She, she's just come out of university, got a good job and she works in the city from, she leaves the house at seven in the morning, gets home about six, and it takes her about an hour to get home and to get to work. And in that hour, she plugs in her headphones and she listens to the podcast because on the weekends and in the, the few hours she has in the evening, she helps out with a youth group. And, and with that person in mind is why this next question is kind of so important to me because schedules and organisation is such a massive issue for Sandra and youth workers like her. And so because of the lack of time that she has, the lack of free time she has, she really needs ideas on how to manage her time more effectively. Do you have any tips or hacks or organisation stroke productivity ideas that could help her in her work as a volunteer youth leader? Well, I've got a few thoughts. I mean, how helpful they are is up to Sandra and the other listeners to decide. But um, I mean, just a few things that, that I found helpful. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm speaking as a, you know, as a salaried youth worker. Um, but my wife um, has a full time job and she does volunteer um, within the ministry. Is her um, name Sandra? It's not Sandra, oh, it's Sarah. Nearly. Sarah, so oh, nearly. <laughs> so, you know, that was nearly a prophetic edge. Um, but so, so I could kind of, you know, I, I reflect on it in kind of things, ways that we've kind of organised our time that most help her feel like she can contribute to the ministry being a volunteer. Um, and one of, the, one of the key things that I found really helpful is if you just set aside a time regularly to look at your diary and see what's coming up. Um, so for me, that's usually a Sunday evening, um, because that, um, kind of coincides with Sarah, my wife, she returns to work, mon you know, on Monday. So we look at it on Sunday, see what the week's got a, got ahead. And it's amazing how the time goes. I mean, I can't believe, you know, I'm talking to you, Luke, and it's kind of like the end of February nearly, basically. Um, time just, just, just gets away from us if we're not careful. So we kind of have this regular point on a Sunday evening where we just look at the diary and say, okay, what's coming up this week? Um, you know, what do I need to do? And at what point do I need to start thinking about what it is that I need to do? Right. Um, another tip um, that I've stolen from somebody else, but I can't remember who it is. Um, Anon. Which, let's call him Anon. <laughs> let's call him Anon. Yeah. Um, is to only touch a piece of paper once. 
And um, mm. it's it's a really interesting con- concept about you know how if you have a piece of paper, how many times you actually touch it. Um, and so if if you if you only touch a piece of paper once, what it says is you know I'm I'm going to deal with that now. So kind of a- applying that to kind of maybe a more contemporary situation, perhaps is like don't read your emails if you're not in a position to reply to them. Love it, love so, it. So because. You know, I, I, did, I did it last night. I was out for a meal with, with, with my wife. We, we were having a lovely meal, and I picked up my phone, checked an email. It was an email that needed a, a response, but I couldn't give it a response because I was out with my wife. It's, you know, it's just don't go there. It, it, it's, it's a learning curve for us all, but, um, and, um, you know, but boundary and, and just be sensible about that. So only, touch, only open an email if you're going to be able to reply to it or delete it. You said bringing it in contemporary, but I think, for letters, it's the same problem. Like, a letter will come through my door, and I'll open it. Um, I like letters. Um, when I used to live out with my mother, she used to say that um, she thinks I write letters to myself because I, I do actually like letters. <laughs> but I'd open the letter, and I'd read it, and you put it down, put it back in the envelope maybe. Then they pile up, and then you've got a hole. Now it's a, actually a chore because, you know, you have to go through five or six or seven at a time. So I really, I'm going to implement that one. Just touch a piece of paper once. I like the idea a lot. And thank you, Anon, for bringing that to our attention because that is a really, really good one. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, what's the best book or resource you've read on leading young people that you could recommend to our listeners? Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be cheeky and... and and say two things mm-hmm. That's um, okay so the, the first one i'm going to suggest is um youth work magazine um youth work magazine is brilliant and i think one of the ways that youth work magazine is really good is um it's got the resources section in it it's got session plans that are um kind of you can pick up and, and adapt for your context but a lot of the work has been done for you there's good articles in there that you can kind of you know glance over and um if, if you're looking for a job in youth work, then youth work magazine's a place to go. Um, I feel like I should add at this stage, but I'm not employed by them. <laughs> um, and, um, I know it sounds like a bit of a plug, um, but actually I, I just, just think it's, it's really great. And, um, you know, I, I subscribed to it when, um, when I first started out in church based youth work in, um, 2005. So I've got nearly 10 years worth of youth work magazines, um, piled up in my office and I'm, continually going back to to copies from 2006 and 2007 and pulling out the resources and saying okay it needs a bit of updating but I've got the basis here for a session I love I've got a follow-up question but carry on with your answer and I'll come back to that I'll just make a mental note (laughs) okay um and so then the other um the other resources is called youth ministry a multifaceted approach edited by um Sally Nash yes Um, and what that book does is it uses metaphors to unpack the different roles that youth workers play. Um, and it helps us understand ourselves and, and, and our role, but also where our weaknesses are and, and, and where our strengths are. So that we kind of come to understand ourselves as, as youth ministers. Um, and then, um, you know, w- when we understand our weaknesses, we know where we need support and help from volunteers and those kind of things. So it's, it's actually, it's a really kind of, it's not a textbook. It, it's kind of an active book. It's an applied book. Yeah, I mean, I I loved it. I've got that book in my in my bookshelf, and the 
it really opens your mind to just how varied and I guess complex the role of of youth leader is because I know in the context that I grew up in the main responsibility of the youth leader was an event planner the whole thing was you just you you, you plan a, pro, a weekly program and as long as this weekly program happened you kind of were a success but the reality is there is so much more to the role of a youth leader and this book really put words to what I thought but you know was able to I guess articulate it better than I've been able to so I I really do recommend that book also and the question I was going to come back to previously was have you found any similar threads um, running through different periods of time of the Youth Work magazine have you found any common threads do you think we tend to go around in circles or are there new issues constantly what have you found I should probably reiterate at this point that I'm not representing Youth Work magazine here um I will answer the question anyway um and they can um have a moan at me if they want to or pay you <laughs> maybe <laughs> but, um, I actually think um that Youth Work magazine is quite good at kind of um balancing that need to have that resource section that your volunteer with an hour or two to prepare can just pick up and run with um with some of the kind of more theoretical thinking that someone who is um got a little bit more time to devote to to thinking about youth work uh, can it can have and, and i think a lot of the issues are are similar um but the way they're kind of expressed a uh, 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 change. So if, if you think, for example, you know, in well, bullying as a, as an example is is something that you know has been. I, I mean, people were bullied at, at school. I was bullied at school. It's it's almost not an accepted part of life, but it's part of life. Yeah, Ex- um, expected. Ex- expected. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And um, where, whereas now, obviously, you know, as youth workers, we're working in a in a the internet age, you know, we've got cyberbullying as is an issue. So, so, so the underpinning kind of issue is, is is the same, but actually how it's being articulated in in the world of young people is different. And um, and also I, th- I think the regular features have uh, have changed in um in in the magazine. Um, so so now you've got um a um a, a section called um the youth work lab where a, a theory of um, uh, youth work is unpacked. And then a practical example that's come from the street space community. And I know you've heard about street space on the um, podcast before with yeah. Gemma Dunning. Yes. Um, somebody from the street space community has shared a story of how that's been applied. And I think that's a really good kind of bridging tool between kind of the theory that you might get if you study um, youth work and the application that we're all doing and 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 actually to realize that what i'm doing um is based on theory even though i might not know that you know it's a bit like you mentioned about the the book the, the youth ministry multifaceted approach it kind of expressed what you were thinking and what you'd experienced in a way that you hadn't been able to up until the point you read it so it's a bit like that i'm not sure if i answered your question or if i just whittled up perfect the SNDT was clear everything that would that would make a perfect sermon in fact (laughs) all right so Sunday yes (laughs) we're reaching the end sadly I know all our listeners are so sad to hear that Um, but leave us with a vision a big dream for the future of young people up and down this country okay well um 
I did have this question in advance, so I prepared my answer. So I'm hoping I'll deliver it with conviction. Um, okay, so my vision is of a generation of young people being brought into a relationship with God, recognizing that God loves them, and knowing that their worth is found in him alone, so that they then respond to that love by sharing it with others. I think that would be quite amazing. Love it. Give your organisation one last great big plug. The best place to find out more information about you and then give us one last earth-shatteringly amazing piece of advice. No pressure. No, no none at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sophia Network, um, they've just um, had half a dozen of us join their trustee board. They're really looking um, to work hard at ensuring that... Uh, the equality of women and men in church is championed. And so just keep an eye out on social media and on their website for, for the different ways that we're trying to engage with the world and, and with with ministers and, and volunteers and, and everybody. We want the Sophia Network to be a network that just champions the equality of men and women. Um, CYM is a brilliant training organisation. Um, they, they do all sorts of um, training for people that are looking for a degree in youth work through to people that just want to be a, a little bit more equipped and understand a little bit more about what it is that they do and probably to be given some language that expresses what they're doing um the best place to find me is probably on twitter i'm at dan crouch it's really simple it's my name um so if you want to give me a follow um i'd love to interact with you on twitter and uh final shattering um piece of advice um that i would give you is i just i think what i'd say is um what i said earlier know that you're making a difference in those times when it feels like life is tough and and there are 101 other things that you would rather be doing remember that to that group of young people or even to just one young person in in your group you are making a difference. Your presence there is creating a space for them to be and, and to explore and to engage and to grow. And without you, that couldn't happen. So just realise and know that you are important, not only to the young person and the young people, not only to the youth workers that you're working alongside, but also to God. And remember that you're a disciple of God first and foremost, and everything else comes from that. Dan Crouch, thank you so much for your time today. You have been an awesome guest. God bless you, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Youth Workshop Podcast. Don't forget to head on over to iTunes where you can subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. For your free copy of my book, On Your Marks, A Beginner's Guide to Youth Ministry, head to www.theyouthworkshop.com forward slash March baby. Don't forget you can find me over on Twitter at Luke C R White. That's Luke C R W H Y T E. I look forward to seeing you over there. And until next time, create an impact with your influence. <laughs>